Hey everyone, welcome back to Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State's student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm your host, Luke Pajari. Check out our content at daily49er.com, where you can read campus and Long Beach-related news, sports, arts and life, opinions, as well as multimedia content, including more podcasts, videos, and photo galleries. Thanks to Long Beach Transit for sponsoring this episode of Beach Weekly. Right now, your longest trip is from the bedroom to the kitchen. But if you ever have to move around town, Long Beach Transit is moving you through safely. Visit ridelbt.com basics to see how transit is keeping students safe. This is your one and only podcast source for all things Long Beach State. Let's go ahead and dive right into this week's news roundup. Long Beach State's men's and women's basketball programs have resumed operations following four false positive coronavirus tests last Friday, according to Athletic Director Andy Fee. There were a bad batch of tests, according to Fee, since the four players were then tested two subsequent times with a PCR test, both providing negative results. The men's basketball team hosts UC San Diego for a game on Friday, January 29th, and another on the 30th. The women's team is on the road, also against UC San Diego on the 29th and the 30th. Determining to resume playing sports for the spring 2021 season rests on several factors, according to Athletic Director Andy Fee. This comment comes after the news from the Big West Conference clearing 10 sports to resume activity for the spring 2021 season. Fee said the department still needs the city of Long Beach and public health officials to finalize the plans and approve them. But until they say yes, spring 2021 sports will not be practicing. Long Beach State will be receiving shipments of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine by the end of January, according to President Jane Close Connolly. The vaccination plan accommodates those only affiliated with the university, starting with essential personnel working on campus. For the city of Long Beach, vaccinations are well underway. Vaccines are currently being administered to those 65 years and older, emergency service workers, along with food and agriculture workers. Education and child care workers are the next group to be eligible for vaccination. Mayor Robert Garcia announced Tuesday during his State of the City address that several local landmarks have been converted to mass vaccination sites, including the Long Beach Convention Center. For more info, along with a complete list of Long Beach's COVID-19 vaccination process, go to longbeach.gov slash vaxlb. Joseph R. Biden Jr. was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States Wednesday morning. Former California Senator Kamala Harris makes history being sworn in as the first woman and person of color to hold the position of vice president. In a rare break from tradition, former President Donald J. Trump left Washington, D.C. earlier Wednesday morning and didn't participate in the honorary departure ceremony or the escorting of Biden into the Capitol. During his inauguration speech, Biden condemned the violence that took place at the Capitol on January 6th. Additionally, Biden took a moment of silence to remember the over 400,000 lives lost of the coronavirus pandemic with hundreds of thousands of flags filling the National Mall in representation of these Americans. Along with his wife, First Lady Jill Biden, departed the Capitol after participating in some of his first official duties as president, including signing the Inauguration Day proclamation and cabinet nominations. As one of his first moves as president, Joe Biden urges the Department of Education to postpone the collection of student loan debt for another nine months. Those receiving federal student loans can expect an extension of the already established moratorium on repayment after President Biden directed the Department of Education to postpone the resumption date until September. According to the Institute for College Access and Success, as of 2020, there are more than 45 million borrowers who collectively owe nearly $1.6 trillion in student loans to the federal government, averaging a little over $29,000 per person. 
The moratorium, which is expected to expire on September 30th, is not what senators have been pushing for, but is expected to alleviate some of the burdens students are experiencing as the coronavirus pandemic continues. Long Beach State's Student and Housing Residential Life has announced tentative move-in days for student housing after announcing a postponement last week to minimize the potential harm of large gatherings by students and families in the dorms. According to an email from Executive Director of Housing and Residential Life, Corey Colina, the department made the decision to delay spring move-in day for as long as possible in anticipation for the rise in COVID-19 cases. This semester, six of the nine resident halls at Parkside College will be used to house about 210 students, doing so in a manner that will reduce the number of shared restrooms and reduce the spread of the virus, Colina said. Colina maintained that students facing housing insecurity, including those who are emancipated foster youth and those experiencing homelessness, are prioritized during this time. Students will also be expected to receive a negative COVID-19 test result within four days of their assigned move-in date. Colina added that those who test positive should remain in their current housing situation until testing negative. According to university officials, Long Beach State's commencement ceremony this May will be a vehicle caravan honoring the classes of 2020 and 2021. The contactless car parade will allow graduates to reserve a 30-minute time window in March to be honored sometime from May 18th to the 21st. Jeff Cook, Associate Vice President of Strategic Communications, said that the celebration will be featured in two stages set up on campus, one by the Go Beach sign and one by the Walter Pyramid. Students will be appointed a time slot that is dependent on their graduation year and their department. The university's plan still requires official approval from the city's health department. More details, including confirmation of approval from the health officials, will be updated on the commencement page by the end of the month and sent to graduate student emails, according to the university's website. Many Long Beach State students will remember the large squirrel presence throughout the entire campus. How could you not? They're pretty much our second mascot at this point. Those who are fond of the animal will be pleased to know National Squirrel Appreciation Day just passed back on January 21st. National Squirrel Appreciation Day was founded back in 2001 by Christy Hargrove, a wildlife rehabilitation specialist from Asheville, North Carolina. Squirrels are very important to the modern environment. They contribute to beautifying urban areas and help planting trees. Although I gotta say on campus, they're better at stealing your food from you. That concludes this week's news roundup. In this week's story spotlight, I sit down and have a conversation with Daily 49er social media assistant, Ashley Ramos. In our conversation, Ashley and I discuss her experience in writing a recent story she put out in which people of Long Beach facing homelessness were forced to move after LA County Public Works dumped rocks in an area where they were staying in. Take a listen right here. Welcome to this week's Story Spotlight. And today I'm having a conversation with Ashley Ramos, uh, the social media assistant for the Daily 49er. And we will be talking about a recent story she did um, about an instance of forced relocation against a group of people in Long Beach facing homelessness. So Ashley, you decided to write the story after catching wind that some workers from Los Angeles County Public Works placed some rocks by a bike trail entrance in Long Beach? Yeah, we originally found out about it since I run the Instagram page. Long Beach People's Collective posted it and it was just a picture. And then from there, I had to do like a bunch of research on like who actually started it. Um, the wonderful news editor, Julia, gave me something to go by. She was like, it was probably Public Works that did it. So I reached out to Long Beach uh, Public Works and they told me that it was LA County. 
And then from there, it was like the story just started to unravel. Gotcha. So there are a lot of uh, layers you kind of had to move through in gathering info for the story. Yeah, a lot of different and just like a mainly I got the biggest like thing was just the city and like different officials just not wanting to talk or like me calling and being like, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. Like we talked yesterday. Do you have the information? And they'd be like, no, let me do this, this or that. And like them just not. Did you find that there was just like a lot of beating around the bush with uh, specifically people who work for the city? Yeah, I would say a lot of beating around the bush, but also on like my end, the story really didn't start unraveling until I interviewed Sheila Muhammad, who was the person that told Long Beach City Collective about it. And then she was able to give me the address, like the exact part of where the rocks were placed. So then from there, I could get like more and more information because the public works didn't want to like talk they're like well we don't really know what you're talking about like we don't really know where that's at like could you give me an address and like the bike trail is super super long like it goes it follows the whole la river so like i was like i don't have an address and so once i found the address it was a lot smoother but yeah just really beating around the bush not wanting to talk about it or really give me the time of day i don't know if it's like because I'm a student. I never said I was a student though. I don't like to say that mm-hmm. or that we're like a school student run newspaper. I'm just like, I'm with a newspaper from Long Beach just because I don't, yeah. like, I know what it's like. Like I know they would just be like, oh, it's just a kid, you know? And I didn't want that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, t- being taken seriously is uh, very important. In your story, you spoke with someone named Ignacio Hernandez was impacted by this event that took place all the way back in October. What was it like uh, speaking with him? How'd you even find him? Sheila is who I talked to, and I wanted mm-hmm. to take pictures of like where the, the homeless encampments were like impacted. And she actually does outreach work. It's called Serene okay. Sunday Service. She was like, hey, I'm going to be there this Sunday. Like, if you want to go, like, let's go. And so I met up with her and we went down to the river walk. And there she was talking with and she was like, this is him. Like, this is the guy that like he was living here and he had the beautiful encampment. Like they were they had like steps and everything. And so then she was talking to him um, and I didn't talk to him that day because I was nervous. (laughs) So then I went back another day and well, then I went back one day and he was like not ready to talk. And then I had to go back again. Um, But it was just, just going up like, you know, like a house knocking on the door saying like, hey, anybody home? Could I talk to you? We're writing a story. And when you went to the site of uh, where the rocks were dumped, uh, what was that like being there? Uh, Did anything stand out to you? Yeah, actually, the you could see in like the main photo that there's like cones and then like construction tape like around it. So like, it, I think it even says like the city or like public works, like property, like do not trespass. So that was like really interesting because like not only did they dump the rocks, like they also wanted to like make sure and let you know like hey this is city property or like at least that's how it felt like they needed mm-hmm. to let you know and they didn't want like you know maybe putting the tape up would like have also even like have the people not want to come back even more in terms of uh working with the uh, long beach people's collective at least on finding people for this story to get information are you involved with them do they just stand out to you as a local outreach community program or 
Um, no, I'm actually not involved with them. The 49er just follows them. Um, it was really cool working with them. They're really polite people. And then after the story, I started following them and just seeing what they do and like just kind of get more information like through their Instagram and looking. I am now involved with the Serene Sunday service with Sheila Muhammad, but not the not the Long Beach Collective. <laughs> All right. Well, that about does it for this week's story roundup. Uh, thanks again to Ashley for uh, sitting down with me. Is there any uh, final thoughts you have on the story? Anything else you want to put out there? Um, I would like to put out there like a shout out to the news editor, Julia, and the photo editor, Andrea, because they both like helped out in this article and were very patient and helpful. So thankful for them. Long Beach Transit misses seeing you on the bus pretending to study while you listen to this podcast instead. Until the day comes when you're riding on the regular, visit ridelbt.com basics to see how transit is keeping you safe. That's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beach Weekly. I've been your host, Luke Pajari, and take care, guys. <laughs> <laughs>